You're listening to In The Lead, the podcast for real estate pros looking to grow their business. Whether you're new to the business or a seasoned pro, we come to you each week with the latest technology and online strategies to help you sell more, work less, and make a difference in your community through your real estate business. This show is brought to you by Easy Agent Pro, creators of Lead Sites, the ultimate lead generation website for agents. For show notes and links, check out EasyAgentPro slash podcast. Good afternoon, good morning, and good evening. You are listening to the In The Lead podcast with Christopher McHale and my co-host, Mr. Eugene Allen. How are you doing today, man? Good. How are you doing, Chris? I'm doing all right, man. Considering all the crazy stuff going on, I think uh, we're hanging in there. I think we're doing a good job. I think everybody's doing a good job. Um, uh, Today, we aren't going to talk about COVID-19. We're not going to talk politics. We're going to talk Facebook. I guess kind of politics. Facebook is kind of like... (laughs) <laughs> part of that sure. that realm. But specifically, uh, you wanted to discuss some really cool topics about Facebook, the do's and don'ts, right? The How to create a quality Facebook ad, what to do on your Facebook business page, how to portray yourself on Facebook. Right, um, because you know, so. running the Facebook ad is only half the battle, right? If you're content- I wouldn't even, I would say it's like a quarter of it. <laughs> sure, even. sure. Really, yeah. Um, you know, whether we like it or not, and I'm on the side of really disliking Facebook, I, I think it's a poisonous platform. Um, there's billions of people on it, billions of eyes, and it's a great way to get immediate lead generation if you play the game correctly. Uh, one of the first things that you wanted to bring up, which I thought was pretty cool, was uh, just setting up the pr- a proper ad. Uh, sure. how, you know How to do that. Why don't you take it away and start bringing... Bring some conversation to the table. Yeah, definitely. I think that the biggest um, takeaway, at least from my eyes, is that if you're running a Facebook ad, you're going to want to make sure that it's compelling, right? Like you don't want to just run a generic ad with like, you know, just copy that doesn't pop and a landing page that is, you know, doesn't have very much going on to it, you know? So I, one example that I always bring up um, is a client you is using a squeeze page or a landing page with only text on there, no images, and a button that says download the guide. You know, the button then pulls up a call to action asking for first name, last name, telephone number, email address, and then that's it. Basically, if it were me, if I were landing on that page and I'm, you know, clicking on it, there's not really much there that is for to compel me to click. So I would say that the number one thing to take care of is your copy and your content, right? So like make sure that your copy is compelling and make sure that the landing page, the content that you're providing is also compelling. Don't just send them to a landing page with a, you know, a block of text. Use images, use videos, you know, use things that you know people are going to want to click on. Yeah. Um, you nailed it on your, you nailed it. And we have YouTube videos about this all like for the last four years on our easy Agent pro YouTube page. Um, one thing I would say with copy in particular, when you're writing the content, use really big action words, right? Take a word that you know is going to pop. A, a great example is free, right? Don't just put the word free, Definitely. put free in all capital letters and bold it, mm-hmm. right? Be smart about the way you're writing the content so that people understand, especially, and I'm going to joke on myself, especially millennials. We have a time, we have a, an attention span that lasts four or five seconds top sure. when we're surfing the internet. It's just, I mean, it's fact. It's total fact. And I, and I, uh, for, for better or for worse, you know, we're the next group of people that are purchasing homes. We're able to afford purchasing a home. The, yeah. 
if you aren't using pop words that immediately click in that individual's head, you're, you've lost them the second they click the ad. Sure. And I so, would, I would add on to that, including like the pop words, like free, like maybe use some exclamation points, you know, sparingly. Absolutely. Cause that also yeah. is Oh yeah. Help. Your, your punk, your punctuation and, and grammar all plays a huge role in it. Um, uh, to go on to another part, part that you brought up, you know, your imagery is key. Imagery has caused wars, right? Sure. So if you use your imagery correctly to portray what you're trying to get across, it's going to be a, a, a great ad. It'll win. And, and in that, on that token, I've, experimented with some of my clients in inside of the copy in you know use imagery there but in the form of emoji because man that's the next thing you know like use emoji in your advertising that's going to really help it to pop and break up you know instead of like two large paragraphs maybe make it like you know six sentences broken up with emojis at the end well yeah you can an, an image can tell a 200 page story in one picture so I completely agree with you. You know, portraying emotion using emojis is, I mean, obviously it's in the name of the, yeah, of the, right. of the object. Uh, but, you know, c- portraying emotion with a smiley face or a specific image is going to go a lot. It's going to it's going to interact with that user who has a small attention span for a lot longer of a time period. Yeah. One of my clients was out of California. They were running an ad. I think it was out of San Diego. But basically it was, hey, come move to this, you know, beachfront home. And then there was an image of somebody surfing and an emoji, you know, perfect. You know, that's going to mm-hmm. grab somebody's attention. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> the other thing. My my favorite term that I always use for for creating content, and this is this doesn't even just pertain to Facebook ads. It can be blogging, <coughs> it can be social media content. Excuse me, um, social media content on your Instagram account, on your Twitter, uh, on Pinterest, whatever you want. Um, you know what is sexy, right? That's the big word. Sex sells. We know it does. Your advertisements should portray something sexy. Nobody gives a shit. Excuse my language about what the percent APR finance is on this first-time home buyer's loan. That's something that I could go to a bank and ask, right? And they just give me the answer right away. Right. I don't need an advertisement telling me that I'm going to pre-qualify for it. Mm-hmm. I need an advertisement telling me, "Hey, pre-qualified already? If not, go here, done, right?" Or, "Hey, if you're pre-qualified, check out this badass house that you can afford," right? Yep. The the idea is what's the sexy content, what's the sexy imagery, and that's what you should be trying to sell. That's a good you know. point, right? Like I've seen ads work that are run for a certain dollar amount in a certain area, right? So like I'm here in New Mexico, I might run a ad for Albuquerque Homes, million dollars plus. And then you're going to want to use an image that portrays that, right? Like I'm not going to put up an image of a mobile home on that ad. I'm going to put up a nice image of a luxury kitchen or like a really nice exterior image, something like that. Or not? I mean, really, the on top. Yeah, exactly. You want a high end, a high end house for your image. We get it. New Mexico is beautiful. If you're if you're advertising million dollar homes, don't advertise the Sandia Mountains or the Balloon Fiesta. Mm-hmm. Advertise the house. Mm-hmm. Advertise, you know, and and more importantly, split test. If you can get an image of a house with a sexy woman and a sexy guy, split test those mm-hmm. and target those split tested ads to women and to men. Right. There's a bunch of different yep. ways that you can tweak and tune your ads so that you're successful 100% of the time. Right. The other thing that I want to talk about too with this type of stuff is split testing. If you're not split testing your ad, 
and you're just dipping your toe into into Facebook advertising, it's time to start looking and researching how to do that. Sure. Split testing is an invaluable tool that allows you to understand what will work for your advertisement and what won't. And the big thing with split testing, I think that run that, that runs parallel with it is your demographic, who you're targeting. Sure. You can no longer target specific income numbers. You can no longer target specific demographics. But what you can do is you can use your noodle and think, okay, if I'm a person who's going to buy a $500,000 house in New Mexico, that's expensive here. That's a huge house. Mm-hmm. It's a very nice high-end house. What is that person driving, right? Mercedes, BMW, Lexus, that's the demographic you target. Sure. What does that person usually do? I would say golf probably would be a good one. Maybe go on vacation, vacation a lot. Um, you know, maybe they're a lawyer, maybe they're you know a doctor, an individual like that. Those are the demographics you target, sure. right? You can't now. You these people have just figured they might as well throw everything at the wall and hope that it sticks. Use your noodle a little bit. You know, if you have a house with a finished basement, you target NFL fans. You sure. target football fans. You target soccer fans. You target pool players, right? Like it's so easy to just click in your head what these individuals are going to be using the space for. That's what it comes down to. And And if you're not doing that, you're going to lose. You're going to lose every single time. Yeah, definitely. Use your noodle, think outside the box, and split test your damn ad. Yeah, and on that token, on split testing, actually, I would say that if you're split testing, I get obviously there's a tons of different controls that you can split test for right image you can you can split right. test for call to action text. you can split yep. split text for uh, split test for text you can split test for focusing on the call to action i would say that um if you're going to do that i would maybe recommend doing three different split tests on that one so one uh add with a standard call to action form fill out name email address you know all that information then um maybe use a call to action that has a sign in with Facebook button or a sign in with Google button, which is going to generate a lead with, you know, name and email address. And then the final one, if we're talking about Facebook is using the Facebook's built in lead. Yeah. The, the lead gen, um, ads, because, um, then you can use Facebook's built-in um, you know, lead gen program to generate leads for yourself. Um, keep in mind that all of these are going to function differently depending on the website platform that you're using. But um, thankfully for you, Easy Agent Pro actually integrates with all three. Right. Yeah. And um, so, let, okay. So I think we've got the advertising out of the way. I feel pretty comfortable with what we said. Some of it may have been a little, uh, little intense and probably stuff that agents didn't want to hear, but tough, tough deal. <laughs> sure. Um, Oh yeah, the last thing that I wanted to talk. Oh yeah, never mind. It doesn't really involve advertising. Let's talk about your Facebook business page. The big thing for me with Facebook business pages is it's not something that you just build out to get to the advertising platform on Facebook. Your business page should be treated exactly like your website, right? It needs to be consistent, number one. It needs to look really, really good. And it needs to portray exactly what your goal is, right? To sell houses, to help a person purchase a house. If you don't do those three very basic things or you struggle to do it, you need to learn very quickly that, that is the, that's the recipe to success. Totally. If you can't have a consistent image or consistent email or consistent name or phone number or anything like that across all of your branding online, you're going to crash and burn. It, it's just it, your business card should have the same thing on it. Consistency is key, especially on Facebook. I don't know if you want to you know, talk about that more or what you feel about it. 
Honestly, I think you nailed it because the the main thing is consistency, right? So you're going to want to use, you know, the same logo throughout, right? You're going to want to use probably the same headshot throughout because then people will start to recognize you by your brand. It's like, oh, yeah, I recognize, you know, J- Jim's headshot that he took. I recognize Jim's logo, you know, that type of thing. That, consistency is the key in that regard. Right. Yeah, consistency is key. The last thing I want to bring up with Facebook, and then we'll talk about some consistency and branding recognition for your website and for other social media accounts and things like that. Um, you know, just because you have a business account doesn't mean that that individual can't find your personal account if it's if it's public. Totally. Be very much. You know, all of our parents told us, you know, be careful what you post. Right? It's going to be on the internet forever. Right. Well. That goes for any business owner as well. Your actions have consequences. If you're, especially now, more than ever, people are hyper aware of who the owner of the business is, what their political beliefs are, what their religious beliefs are, how they operate in a market, the whole nine yards. B, if you want to make money, especially now owning your own business, especially in real estate, you need to be extremely fluid in your environment and you need to double check, triple check, and quadruple check what you're posting online. Yep. Period. You're going to lose out on sales if you say you're religious. You're going to lose out on sales if you do something a little bit edgy or, or really edgy in a, in a really tough political climate. Mm-hmm. You're better off if you're one of those individuals just by being quiet and just posting to your business page. Don't. Yeah. If, if, Honestly, if you set your. For, I would re- all, even take a step further and recommend you set private. your personal page to private. Yeah. And then just yep. like, you know. The, this is the thing is if you're wondering why you're losing money right now, double check your, your private account and see what you've posted that's public, if it's a public, a public sphere of influence. You know, it's just ironic to me that all of, all of our elders or older people are telling us to be careful of this stuff and they're doing it and they're losing money and they're wondering why. <laughs> right, exactly. Your target audience is 30 years old. They've lived a different life than you and you need to get that through your head. If yeah, you you're you're a simple your Google search now. away, you know. So if you're posting exactly. garbage, Eugene or, you can know. find my blood type on Google in five minutes. <laughs> sure. <laughs> so that's something you need to be very cognizant about, very aware of in this new digital marketing age. It's not just your business that's out there; your personal information is out there as well. So be very careful what you choose to post. It can harm you, and it can hurt, and, and it can help you, right? But I guarantee you, if it's very negative, or if you even think it's like we just discussed the term edgelord, right? If you're very edgy with what you believe, chances are you're probably not helping your business at all. At all. Zero. Zip. Zilch. None. 100%. So you should just be very cognizant of that. That's the last thing that I want to say, especially right now with the political climate that we're in. You, we need, you know, focus on business. Focus on being that resource in your community. Be a positive change. Real estate agents are so knowledgeable of a local area and they're so unaware of it, it's mind-blowing to me. Sure. Right? Be that person. Do that. Do that extra step of work. Help people with COVID relief. You know, the whole nine yards you can do, you can do this stuff and it's so beneficial for your community. Don't be an idiot. Yeah, 100%. So simple. And Facebook, I'm actually happy we had this conversation on the podcast because Facebook has become such a toxic place and there's... 500,000 real estate agents just on the West Coast, right? That's a huge number of people who can make a change, who can actually help people get into homes. We have a client who's not only doing new home construction, he's doing new home construction for people in low-income areas. What a brilliant move, right? You're making your cut of the pie, whether you like it or not, but at the same time, you're helping people in need. That's something you take and you run with it, man. You go as fast and as hard as you can. If it's religious-oriented, just leave that part out. You don't have to be this hyper 
bubbleized person. Just say you're helping out in the community, you know, by advertising these properties. Done. Totally. You'll get more sales that way. It's so simple. Niche audiences are really important, but I think right now, with the way everything's turning, we got to turn ourselves to be a little bit more rubber bandy, if you will, right? As an right. agent, you need to be able to accept somebody, even if you don't believe in what they believe. It's four percent, man. That's ten grand on a house. Come sure. on, you can't sure. bite your tongue for five seconds. Yeah, it's uh, it it it's one thing to you know fight for what you believe in type of thing, you know. But like you know, as a business owner, you just have to be smart. That's just all there is to it. You're selling houses, not changing the constitution. That's how I see it. This may be edgy, and people may be really pissed off at me for doing this, but it, it needs to be said. Um, you know, it's time to sell houses. It's time to get the economy up, back and rolling. And if you're if you're stuck arguing with people, it's not going to happen. Sure, <laughs> it's that simple. Sure. So it comes down to that: be consistent, be a resource in your community, and that's it. Right? Those are the two big things. That's how you're successful on Facebook. I think. You call me crazy. That's why I'm not successful on Facebook because my <laughs> private page is full of horrible stuff, right? So it makes sense. Um, that's just my learning experience from what I've dealt with and what I've seen with other agents who are struggling to understand that, you know, Facebook is forever, whether you like it or not. <laughs> that's You got to get that stuck in your head. 100%. Yeah, 100%. Heavy stuff's out of the way. What are some good advertisements that you've seen that are really, really popping? They look good. You know, they're productive. Again, you know, what's your branding looking like? What are you doing to be successful? I think that one of the main things, and we haven't quite touched on this yet, and this could be a whole podcast in itself, is making sure that when you are running your Facebook advertising, you're not just like, you know, running it and then leaving it. Make sure you're retargeting these people that you're running these ads towards, right? Because right. while you might yeah, we have... we talk about that. Yeah, yeah, right. Yeah, you're right. That is a whole nother, whole nother podcast. <laughs> but but it just makes sense, right? Like, let's say that for numbers sake, you get 100 people that click on your ad and only 30 of them actually fill out the landing page. Well, you retarget those other 70 people who didn't and you run another ad maybe with, we already talked about this, maybe with a different call to action, different copy, different images, you know, maybe give away something for free, like a raffle to those 70 people, you know? The giveaways are huge, man. And 90% of the success successful ads that I've seen are giveaways. And and it's funny, a large that you it's funny you brought that up. A large portion of them too aren't even real estate related sure. to giveaway. Which yeah. I love. I think it's great. A hundred dollar Amazon really... gift card or whatever. So for Father's Day, you know, something like that. Yep. I mean simple it, it, it just makes sense, you know, but you're not just running a $70 ad for Father's Day for anybody. Again, that's when the retargeting comes in, right? Because you already know those 70 people have clicked on your ad. They know your brand slightly, right? Because they've been on your webpage already. So you're going to be more likely to engage with those people on a, on a real estate level if they're mm -hmm. engaging on that, uh, you know, with the gift card option type of thing. So I think right. retargeting uh, is Sam's, huge. Yeah, Sam Salone's a perfect example of that. You know, he's, he's, he, did he get lucky? Maybe. I would say it was more of thinking outside the box. He taught, he did his, he did his demographics, right? He actually did what we told him to do. Sure. That's what happened, right? Um, he, he educated himself. He learned how to properly run a Facebook ad and he was extremely successful at it. During that, this was two years ago now, two, three years ago now, during that time, Tyler, myself, Robert, Kelvin, and you for that matter, uh, we're all talking about, you know, it's it was Christmas, number one, and we all said it. People don't buy houses during Christmas time. It's a slow time of year for the market. As an agent, you should know that. They taught you that in real estate school, right? 
the idea the idea then is to think outside the box. And Sam Salone was brilliant. I've got a friend a friend of the family who owns a jewelry store. I'm going to give away a diamond pendant necklace for everybody who fills out the form. And again, not real estate related at all to see the top 10 Christmas light displays in Virginia Beach, Virginia. Brilliant. There's a lady it's who did brilliant. It. Yeah, it's a great it's idea. Brilliant. It's awesome. If you did want to stay real estate related and you want to keep it old school, which I think is a huge market miss opportunity, and I've been preaching it, everybody wants to go digital, that opens up that other old market of postcards, mail-in letters, things like that, right? There was a woman, uh, she's not with us anymore. I think she went, I don't know where, she, I think she got out of the real estate business altogether. She specialized in selling properties. She loved selling properties. That was her big goal. And that's a challenging market. Even I don't fully understand like how to market for so hey, you want to sell your five hundred thousand dollar house? Like, how do you sell that? You know, the idea for her was I made five hundred printed picture, five hundred printed postcards. And oh I yeah, that's right. I totally forgot I, about this. I put my squeeze page link on there. Mm -hmm. Interested in selling your property? Go to this page, fill out the form, and I'm going to give you a free choice of a pumpkin pie or pecan pie for Thanksgiving. Come on, so brilliant, right? Like it's yeah. great. <laughs> how are you not? It, it's it. it I don't understand how you can't think outside the box for that. New Mexico is a great example, right? Free bag of roasted green chili. Oh my God, yeah, exactly. Right? Dude, every single state has something that you can latch onto and you can use it to your advantage. I just 100%. don't understand how you can't. Yeah, it's brilliant. It's brilliant. Any Anything, any cultural thing, be part of that community, right? Uh, do a dog walking thing, you know, get a, I'll, I'll, you know, fill out your, if you're interested in the top 10 properties near this park, fill out a form and I'll pay for the adoption fee if you get a dog. Sure. From sure. ASPCA, right? Or whatever, not ASPCA. Um, Albuquerque, what, you know, the, the pound, the local pound. I'll pay for the adoption fee if you get a dog. Simple. So easy. Right? Struggling yeah, to keep your kids, all, all right, during quarantine, summer programs are opening back up, right? Fill the form out. I'll give you a quote on how much your house is worth and I'll pay for your kid to go to that, you know, we'll raffle off one spot for that summer, that summer camp. Right. Come no, on. It, it's There's brilliant. There's so right? much it, stuff it, you could do. And it's, it's not like your simple, hey, like, how much is your home worth ad? Because like, come on, how many times are you going to see that scrolling through your Facebook feed, right? You have to think outside of the box. You have to come up with, which we already talked about, compelling copy, compelling advertisement to actually compel these people to click. Like my example earlier, like download my free buyer's guide. Like nobody's going to click on that anymore. Right. You know? Like that's and just that not going to happen. That brings up an interesting talking point because you could have the sexiest copy in the world. You could have a copy that, that sounds amazing, but what's the value of the actual thing you're giving them, right? I could talk about how gorgeous my car looks. You know, I could talk about that my car is a Ferrari. It's fire engine red, right? And I'm selling it, but the bumper is blown off. The windows are broken, flat tire, right? I don't, I don't talk about that part. The value of the thing that you're giving them also has to be considered. If you, you nailed it on the head, everybody does a free value home report. Instead of doing that, why don't you do a free value package for your home report? Mm. I give you a free, I give you a free accurate estimate on your house. I'm going to build up a mock-up advertisement for your property so you can see what it looks like when we do a Facebook ad for that property. And if I don't sell that property in 30 days, I'm going to take a percent off my commission. How about one further too? Like, we'll, I'll link you up with my um, home inspector and I'll give you a free home inspection on top of that. Nailed it. Know? Oh, dude, great. And that's another thing too, right? We've seen in Zillow, 
You know, how do I, when I do make a trend, I do close a transaction, what's my next step? And we've talked about this in the podcast before too. Like what gift do I give these people? Well, I'd hope that through the last four months of you talking to these individuals on a daily basis, you kind of get an idea of what they like. <laughs> you know, it's not that hard. 100%. If they're gardener, get, hey, here's an apricot tree for the front yard, right? If they're big, if they love food, get them a really nice bottle of wine. Super easy. The other thing, if you don't know what to give them, here's one for you. Here's a hot tip that I guarantee will make a person come back to you again after they sell a home or purchase a home with you. Help them clean out their other property. Huh, yeah, Pay for right. a maid cleaning service. Pay for a carpet cleaning service. Order dinner for them, right? People don't understand. You don't want to go out and eat after you packed 300 pounds of your own crap and moved it to another house. You want food to come to you, right? Hey, I ordered you guys Dom. Even a $12 pizza can go a long way for these individuals who are hel- who are moving. It's so simple. It's so, it, This is the type of stuff. The other, the final thing I'll say with real estate agents that it just drives me nuts. Make sure your damn voicemail box is not full. Oh my goodness, Mikhail. Like you, (laughs) oh yeah. Like, come on. Like, how do you expect to, you know, have somebody contact you on your advertisement when they can't even leave you a message? You know, like you got to get it together, people. I, it's a plague in the industry, really. It really is. You need yeah. to make sure that your, your voicemail box isn't full. Don't expect these people to text you. Don't expect, and that's the thing. If you and if we've all come to the agreements, even Dustin admits it too, right? Like call, cold calling or calling the lead really doesn't do much anymore. People don't want to answer from a phone. They don't want to answer a call from a phone number they don't know, right? Mm-hmm. When you do get that rare instance where somebody does call you, Right, and they're ready to buy a house, and they just want they want property information, and they get that their voice they get that your voicemail box is full. What the hell are you doing? Th- those types of leads are so rare, and you just missed your opportunity on a twenty thousand dollars commission. A hundred percent. And then on top of that, I would also add in that um, on top of making sure that your voicemail box is full, make sure that your voicemail message is actually good. Like don't. Compelled. Come on, come on, guys! Don't make it a sixty-second voicemail message before somebody can actually leave a message. They're gonna hang up by then, you know. Yeah. Like you know, nice, short, sweet, fifteen to thirty-second message. Jala Jones, she's awesome. And mm-hmm. She has a badass voicemail. Mm-hmm. Super professional. Like you said, fifteen seconds tops. Like, hey, Jala Jones here. I'm sorry I can't get to your call right now. I promise, if you leave a voicemail, I'll call you back within fifteen thirty minutes. You know, if it's an emergency, call this number. Have a great rest of your day. Thank you for choosing me as your real estate agent. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Boom. Done. And done. Like he doesn't need to be a, you know, again, doesn't need to be a 60-second message. Um, I, I really can't think of a, a, a reason for it to be longer than that, right? Like maybe if you're doing the message twice in English and in Spanish type of thing. But yeah, I yeah, And the other option too. You know, there are agents out there who do who are also mortgage brokers, right? Sure. And that's that's the thing. Uh, that's another thing that we can talk about consistency across branding and things like that. Those are two totally different things, whether you like it or not. They may be a necessity for each other, but a mortgage site is a mortgage website. Do not add real estate to it, right? Add a page on there saying, hey, here are the agents that I recommend, and then have it loop back to your real estate website. Don't try and combine these things. It confuses people. It doesn't look good, and more importantly, it doesn't work. Sure. You need set. You need to separate those a little bit. It, 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 you know. Have you seen that famous meme of the Jones barbecue and foot massage? 
guy. Yeah, 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 yeah. Come on. It, it, you think exactly. he still has that business? Right. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, totally. It's the same idea. Two, they may they may work in conjunction with each other for them to work, you know, to to get the end result of the house sold or purchased, but you can't be combining this stuff into one website and half-ass it. They need to be 100% On, separate websites. Yeah, I, I completely agree with that. Like, honestly, the best course of action, in my opinion, is a link on your menu somewhere saying, hey, here you want the real estate, click here. But you can combine that with, like, a call to action where there's maybe a form right. fill-out or something like that, and then it right. redirects them to your real estate page or however you want exactly. to play it. But, yeah, I think you're right in that. You, you just run the 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 risk of your website becoming too busy, too cluttered, or and... your voicemails <laughs> becoming sixty second long things. Yeah, same exactly. thing. Exactly, exactly. Yeah. So, but yeah, I think we pretty much covered that part. I, I, we could talk Facebook ads forever, right? Like, I, we I talk know... Facebook forever. <laughs> sure. I'm telling you, man, Mark Zuckerberg rules the world. Yeah, I, uh, I I would say, right, like it's like if you're at least for the real estate world, right, like I think Facebook is still the place to be for advertising I agree. when you're a realtor. So. I, think, I think Facebook is the place to be. I'm going to go ahead and, and be a little little edgy here and say that LinkedIn is slowly creeping up to second place for okay. me. Okay. Um, especially now that everybody's working from home, mm -hmm. right? You can't walk into a business and go, hey, are you hiring anymore, Right. Sure. You know, you can't do that. You're going on LinkedIn and going, oh, shit, Delta's hiring. I mean, maybe I'll apply to be a marketer there, right? Sure. Or, holy crap, uh, EXP's hiring. You know, I'm going to go look at their at some of their, uh, their agents, right? Mm -hmm. You're starting to see a shift with people who are realizing that social media is that it's now becoming too political and now they're moving to other resources. And, and LinkedIn is that resource. We know it's strictly for business, right? It's an online resume service for you to share mm -hmm. your profession and maybe try and get a job with it. People are now looking there for real estate agents. I think LinkedIn is going to be in the next two to three years a massive, massive market for pay-per-click advertising for properties. Interesting. I really, truly do. Well, I mean, that again, like that's a, just another avenue to, for your pay-per-click, right? Like I think that uh, Facebook is still fine. Honestly, I think maybe Google, in my eyes, has kind of run, it, run its course. It's a little bit expensive for my taste. It's, um, and it, you know, it's, it's always been expensive. Sure. That's the thing. It's always been expensive, and I agree with you wholeheartedly that it is. Um, I think it's run its course. Yeah, it, I mean, completely. you can still get great leads. Don't get me wrong, but like your the amount of uh, leads that you can get compared to like a Facebook ad for you know again like ten, twenty, thirty cents per click. Uh, Often times, that, I was going to say that's the other thing I want to talk about too. Of course, because we're going to talk about this for another five hours. Hopefully, <laughs> sure. Hopefully, Eugene's child does not wake up from his nap. <laughs> um, when you're talk, everybody knows that leads are the end goal, right? And we're having this conversation with a lot of uh, insurance agents and insurance companies right now. We're running advertisements for them too. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Leads are the end goal. It's great if you get a lead. What you want to look at and what you what you can determine as a successful ad in my book is the cost per click. Sure. You may not be a lead, but if you're getting eyes and clicking that landing page and viewing, getting brand recognition, and it's under a dollar with that cost per click, you've had yourself a very successful ad, even with zero leads. Yep. All you're doing, you have to think, there's still some benefit from it. You're, re you're getting that algorithm kicked in for retargeting, right? You're nailing down these people who are interested and they just need a little bit, a couple more touches before they do something. 100%. That's, so I think, I think under a dollar for a lead, whether it's Google, which is near, next to impossible, because like we said, it's expensive as hell, or 
uh, Facebook, if you're getting a cost per click that's under a dollar, whether you like it, whether you got a lead or not, that's that's a win. Yeah, if you're if you're under fifty cents, then you're like you're on the that's freaking you're right track. Yeah, yep. exactly. Yeah, you're on the right track because again, like like Chris mentioned, you might not be getting a lead out of those ones, and that's where you need to work on your you know your copy, your images, you know the things that we talked about earlier. But again, like you know that you can get eyeballs onto your page at a pretty reasonable price, right? So that's a good first step, you know, then you just have to master again, you know, compelling ad copy, all of that good stuff to actually get people to opt in. Right. Yeah. So that's the other thing too. Uh, I've said it before in the podcast. I sound like a revolving record every time I say it to all my clients that I talk to over the phone. If you're looking at a company who's going to give you a specified guaranteed number of leads, they're selling you snake oil. They're sending those leads to other agents. Zillow does it. And if you're talking about a multi-billion dollar company like Zillow, you're out of your mind if you don't think Chris McHale's marketing advice isn't doing the same thing. Sure. Yeah, 100%. Right. So be cognizant, be aware. There's no such thing as a silver bullet. Look for link clicks. That's the big one. That's how you know you're on the right trail. That's your trail marker to remind you, okay, I'm doing this right. I'm getting my brand recognition out there. I'm being consistent. That's how you know you are being consistent, I think, right? You're they're clicking stuff. <laughs> they're yeah, going, "Oh, totally. yeah, what's going on here?" <laughs> right. This is this is the right yeah, this is the path I need to take to get to my end goal. You know, the big one, the other big one that we talked about, what value are you giving those users? Yes. That's the big one. And that if there ever was a silver bullet, I feel like is the is is it. Yeah, right. A hundred percent. Yeah, no, it's, it, it just makes, uh, makes sense, right? Like you think about when you yourself are going to Costco or going to Walmart or whatever, you know, like think about the things that catch your eye, you know, that's what you're, there's a reason why all of uh, Walmart's signs that say sale are like yellow with black font, you know, like that, right. that it pops, you, you know, it just makes yeah, sense. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. I'm a sucker for, for brand imagery yeah. personally. Um, if it's mature looking, it's cl it's classic. It's a big bright color, um, maybe a little modern. I'm in. You've got. I mean, I don't care if you're selling potato chips or a house. <laughs> I'm in. Sure. You know. A at least it got you to stop scrolling for a second, right? Which is right. You exactly. Know. <clears throat> That's the important part. It stopped. It stopped my dumbass boomer brain. Not boomer. Um, <laughs> millennial brain for more than five seconds. You've won. Yeah. Exactly. That's all it is. With that said, I think we're rolling up on uh, 30 minutes of quality content here. Probably going to piss a few people off, but that's okay. That's what we're here to do. Um, I think next week or the week after our next podcast, we are going to discuss uh, good SEO tactics, how to do blogging right, how to set up a good farm or featured area, even if you don't have an EAP website. And more importantly, we'll get down to the nitty gritty of what search engine optimization is and how you can use it as an advantage to go ahead and generate the best lead, the most qualified lead, somebody who finds you on Google. With that said, Eugene, take it away. Tell us where we can contact you if we do need help or are interested in sales. Yeah, so the best place to go is easyagentpro.com. If you need any help, you can go to support at easyagentpro.com to send us an email. And then we're actually available from 9 to 5 Mountain Time via telephone at 800-327-6623. And that's Monday through Friday, right? Correct. Perfect. Don't call us on the weekends. We're not going to answer. That, yeah, <laughs> leave us a voicemail and we'll call you back. But we will, <laughs> we're probably hanging out with the family. That's right. Cool. Be safe, guys. Wash your hands. Wash your butt. Uh, what else? What, what's the other one? Stay, you know, stay home. Stay mm -hmm. inside. Stay safe. Wash, shower up. Stay safe. If you're, if you're in a family, be the only one who goes shopping. <laughs> wear a mask. Please mm -hmm. wear a mask. 
I get. I Let's guess get to, to the final thing is if you are doing open houses, like come on, be, best practices there. You know, make sure yep. plenty of hand Super sanitizer, easy. all that fun stuff. You know, hand keep doors open. Clorox wipes, gloves. Make sure turn away. Don't be scared to turn away somebody who doesn't have a mask. Mm -hmm. That is your right. You are selling this property. Remember that. Turn those people away. They do not deserve a property. Mm -hmm. Yeah, <laughs> it's it just you know simple best practices will go a long way in these times. So maybe maybe after our SEO episode, we'll do a COVID nineteen. We'll do a deep dive into the market and see what's going on there. Too. Yeah, there's probably a. It's been a few months since we've uh, done an episode on COVID. There's a couple of uh, things that we can talk about. I would imagine at this point, we'll so. wear our masks during the episode. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> cool. Be safe, guys. Again, we'll talk soon. We'll see you next week. Have a great rest of your night. See y'all. Thank you for listening to In The Lead. If you have enjoyed the show, be sure to subscribe on iTunes or Stitcher and leave us an honest review. For more great content, check out our blog at easyagentpro.com. And as always, we'll see you later.